Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo starts now. now. Straight up to the claw. On this Friday afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome into today's edition of the Birds and Gambo Show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. My name is Dave Burns, alongside the one, the only, John Gambadoro. Hi, Gambo. Birdsy, what's going on? Much, my friend. How are we doing today? I am, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for the big concert tomorrow. Yeah. Saturday night's all right for fighting. It was one tonight, too. Yeah. It was such a big deal. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Too. Yeah. I'm going tomorrow night. Tomorrow. What are you going? I'm going tomorrow night as well. Tomorrow night. I'll be there tomorrow night. Yeah. Elton John in concert. He's 75 years old. Second farewell tour I've seen of Elton John. Man, I... I mean, it's like the first time around. It's like... You know what? On second thought, I made so much money. Let's do it again. I know. I don't blame him. Have you seen how long the Golden Road is? It's a, it's a long Golden he, Road. <laughs> yes. He's one of the rare musicians to where, man, like, every song is good. You know, like, I love Blois the Cult. They got three good songs. The rest of them suck. Three? You know? Three? Three or four? Three. I feel like I'm having a Mike Salk moment here. Ah, oh, Don't Fear the Reaper, Burning ah. for You, Godzilla. Like, they got at three or four, but okay. a lot. you got to get through a lot of garbage to get to the songs you like. Elton John. Everything man, he'll play tonight and tomorrow will just be hit after hit after hit. Everything, after hit. everything is yeah, a Everything is a hit. Everything. Looking forward to that. Look, It's a busy weekend. A lot going on. Mm. Uh, Elton John. Uh, Suns tonight. Uh, you've got Coyotes this weekend as well. Um, and of course, you've got the Cardinals and the Re- Oh, and the Devil. Oh, of course. Must win game if you want to keep that bowl eligibility alive for right. ASU. Yeah. Up in Wazoo. Hopefully, it's not too cold up there in the Palouse and Pullman. It can be mm. from time to time. I think I checked the weather. I think it's all right. Must win game if you want to be bowl eligible for ASU. But of course, the big event sporting wise this weekend Cardinals, Rams. Top story of the day. Burns and Gambo, the weigh-in. Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. And we're going to talk about Kyler in just a minute, okay? Because there's obviously news regarding that. First, and for a moment, let's give it up for Buda Baker. He was on the practice field today. He was on the practice field today. He's not human. No, he's not. He's not human. (laughs) He's he's a rocket man. He's not at all. In in fact, that's uh, that's something that Cliff Kingsbury asked today about Buda Baker. How surprised were you to see Buda on the practice field? Starting in the week, you know, I heard 0% chance, and uh, obviously he's been fighting us to get back out there, and, and we'll see how he progresses the next couple of days. But, I mean, he's a special human, and I um, wanted to be out there today. He might be my favorite Cardinal of all time. It's bull talk. No, he might be my favorite Cardinal player ever. Fitz and Aeneas Williams. Hurt. Aeneas Williams Aeneas. was very up there. Aeneas Williams was very, very high on my list. And Anquan. Yeah, Anquan was tough as nails. Buddha's just, Buddha's my favorite Cardinal player ever. I like it. I like it. I just thought, God, seriously, you're going to play this weekend? After you, could, you could barely walk out of the, the Seattle game. You were struggling to walk to your car. You know what it was? It, the I, wings. It was the wings. I, I, it's the wings. It's I was the just going to say, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, I, give, I give all credit to Buddha's sister who's like, yeah, bro, I know you're hurting. Are we eating? I'm hungry. Can we get some wings? Sure. I mean, that, that's Buddha's like, you know what? Yeah, the hell with that. I feel fine. Let's go get some wings. I'm going to play football. We're good. Thank you, Buddha's sister. 
Well done. Way to push your brother. Uh, now, Cliff said we want to be smart with Buddha, of course. We want to make sure that we feel like they can play at 100% or close to it um, in his case and um, not really injure it further that could keep him out in an extended period of time. So we'll be really smart the next couple of days and see how it progresses. Okay, but here's the thing now with this game, okay? Now, okay. believe whatever you want to believe about the state of the Arizona Cardinals. If you think that they're done, that's your prerogative, and you can think that. You and I both think that the mountain is too tall for them to climb to get to the playoffs. Yeah. If there's any, any, any shot at reversing that, you must win on Sunday. But both teams, like, I would look, look, I mean... The Cardinals and the Rams are both looking at that game this way. The Rams are looking at trying to fin- win this game, win six out of nine. Right now, they, they've got a 22.6% chance to get in the playoffs. And there's stories all over about the Rams. Like, you know, can they, you know, can they go out and make a run in the playoffs if they win six of their final nine? They could maybe snag a wild card berth and, you know, give them a, a chance. And, and again, 22.6% according to the model of what they would need to do to get in. But it all starts with this game, right? It all they got to win this game where that all goes out the window. Cardinals, the same thing. I think you sent something. Was it a Jess Root story? Jess Root. About, like, you know what? Things kind of break this way. Maybe the Cardinals... Dad, do have a chance to get in the playoffs. And that's my point about Buddha. Like, if it's one of those things like, Buddha knows. They know. That whole room knows. We'll watch it. We'll watch it on Hard Knocks on Wednesday. But that whole room knows this is their season, this game. If there's even the slightest chance of them making a playoff run, they have to beat the Rams. And so Buddha's probably looking at it like, you know what? Hell with it. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to get out there, run around. I'm going to see how it feels. So listening to Cliff say, we got to be smart with Buddha. We don't want to risk anything long term. I get that. And I appreciate the caution, but there is also very much a, this is it kind of feel to this game. Like, truly, this is your last stand. No, we kind of said that last week, but if you're holding out any hope, it's this week and Buddha knows that, right. and it doesn't. I guess I'm surprised because they told us two to three weeks, <laughs> but we shouldn't be surprised. Recuperative powers. Given what is on the line for both teams. Now, Kyler Murray, game time decision. Yeah, it'll be game time. We want to see how he is... Uh moving around and, and make sure he's able to do what he can do um, if we're going to put him out there. He did practice today. He was out there on the practice field, so there's that. But this Maybe does- he watched Hard Knocks and saw the Buddha. Like, who plays hard and sees Buddha? Like, Man, I just got a little tweak in my hamstring. This guy, blow ankle's blown up, and he's out here practicing. Okay, one more cut about Buda Baker, just because this was the one I was looking for. Apparently, Buda's some sort of cyborg, according to Cliff Kingsbury. I don't know. I don't know. When you watch him play, it doesn't seem like it. You know, the spirit, reckless abandon he plays with is unlike um, many people I've seen. The question was, is Buda yeah. human? I don't know. I don't know. When you watch him play, it doesn't seem like it. You He's know? just a robot out like, there. Honestly, He's like I think, a Terminator. I think Cliff should take that lion with the crown off and just put a picture of Buda up there. <laughs> just a portrait of Buda. <laughs> With like, a crown? With, with a the crown. crown. Yeah, put the crown on Buddha. Take the lion out. Put the put the Buddha in. Get the Buddha in there. Yeah. With the crown. Get some wings. Throw it on call there. It a day. <laughs> Maybe you can have him eating wings with the crown on. And just call it a day. Like, how cool would that have been if you're walking around Clip's house and, There's yeah, here's my bedroom. And then you walk by, what's that? That's a portrait of Buddha. 
Hopefully, hopefully not the bedroom. <laughs> hopefully somewhere else in the house. That would be a little weird. Um, okay, so Kyler, game time decision. We'll see if he goes. Again, the danger with Kyler is the state of the offensive line. You're playing Aaron Donald. That can be a problem. Here's Cliff. The offensive line situation is really fluid going into Sunday. It is. Yeah, I mean, we've had a bunch of uh, moving pieces and uh, a bunch of different guys got reps this week to see where they fit. And we'll probably play multiple people in the game and just try to uh, find the best combination uh, during the game as well and keep some of those guys healthy. Aaron Donald. Yeah. Aaron yeah. Donald. We're going to play three tight ends and we're all going to try to block him at one time. Look, here's the scenario in, in the, the story that, that, that Jess had sent that you had sent to me. Um, Falcons lost to the Panthers Thursday, so they're 4-6. and six. The Packers play the Cowboys, who are 6-2. and two. Okay, Cowboys beat the Packers. You might, you know, that hurts them. The Saints play the Steelers. So you hope the Steelers win. The Rams and Cardinals play each other. The Commanders face the Eagles. They're probably going to lose to the Eagles. The 49ers play the Chargers. You know, if the Chargers can win. So the, the scenario was that the Cardinals beat the Rams and get to four and six. They can move ahead of the Rams, who would be three and five. If the Commanders lose to the Eagles and the Cowboys beat the Packers, the Cardinals would match their records. If the 49ers lose to the Chargers, then they'd fall the four and five. And so if the Cardinals win and all those other things happen, they'd be in a position to leapfrog San Francisco when they play in Mexico City on Monday night in week 11. Honestly, that scenario is not all that difficult I, to foresee. I think other the Steelers th- one is, I, I mean, I don't think, I mean, the Saints and the Steel. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't, first of all, I think the 49ers probably beat the Chargers and I think the Saints probably beat the Steelers. But that's like this. But, you know, you're, you put yourself in this position to where you have to win and then you've got to hope for dream scenarios like this. you got to look at the schedule and hope that that all of these teams lose, because if all of that stuff happens, that's great. But what's the chances that all of that stuff's going to happen? I, I think it's slim. I, I, I think the 49ers part. Honestly, I think the two things that are the most slim are the Cardinals winning and the 49ers winning. Okay, I, I, right there. I, I, yeah. think those, I think those two, just right out of the shoot. I think those are the two things that, for, in the, I would say that about the Cardinals because Sean McVay's owned them. He's owned Cliff. He's owned the Cardinals. He, he never loses against them, right? So until I really see it consistently, it's hard to think it's going to happen. And I tend to think the 49ers are going to beat the Chargers. Now, I know the Chargers are playing better, right? And they're like second in their division. I, I get that. I, I just think the 49ers win, but the Eagles winning? Yeah. The Cowboys winning? Yeah. I mean, a lot of that I can see. Yeah, we all knew the NFC East was going to be a juggernaut this of year. Course. Powerhouse group of teams. The Cowboys, the Eagles, the Giants. Yeah. Alright, you ready for this? Yeah. Here, Here's your uh, here's your injury report oh, for this game. Stand we gotta by. Go to a break soon. I know we do. Yeah. Okay, Max Garcia is out. He won't play. Rodney Hudson is out. He will not play. We knew about Hudson. We were pretty sure about Garcia. He's out. Questionable. Cody Ford. Questionable. DJ Humphreys. Questionable. Looking on the offensive line. Cody Ford. DJ Humphreys. That's it for the offensive lineman. Greg Dortch is now questionable for the game after not being on the injury list with a groin injury. Uh, Dennis Gardeck is questionable. Um, Byron Murphy is questionable for the game. Kyler or Cliff Kingsbury said today, we'll see with Byron we'll Murphy. We'll see. We'll see how he feels. Um, same kind of back issue he's been battling through and, and not sure if he'll be up or not. So the big questions are at center and guard. 
Roddy Hudson's out. Max Garcia is out. Cody Ford is questionable. Up the middle will continue to be. DJ Humphreys, we'll see if he plays. He practiced today. It would obviously be nice to have him out there. Huge to have DJ. I mean, that's with Iron Donald coming. Like, you'd love to have DJ Humphreys back for that offensive line. I mean, if I said to you right now, how many games do you think Roddy Hudson's going to play between now and the rest of the season? Zero to two. Zero to two. I would take that, too. Zero to two. (laughs) The Suns continue their road trip tonight. Once again, they are shorthanded, but in a different way than we were expecting. We'll tell you how next. Burns and Gambo. Football Friday with Burns and Gambo. Presented by 72 Soul. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Sprinkling an Elton John song every now and then. Love it. Absolutely. I got shows tonight, Chase Field. I got some news for you if you want it. Yeah. Michael Dogby has cleared waivers. The Cardinals are going to put him on the practice squad. Oh, okay. Okay. That was a surprise release. Yes. Um, So Michael Dogby, he was released yesterday, cleared waivers. I I had, there was hope that they'd clear waivers and they'd be able to get him through. Yes. Um, And that he'd be able to bring bring him back. The seventh round draft pick, 2019. Guy's been here for a while. Um, so they were able to get him through. Good. Get him through waivers. Get him back on practice squad. That's the news with the Cardinals. who we'll take on the Rams. You'll hear that game here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Coming up tonight at 5 o'clock, so it'll be over on ESPN 620. It's going to be the Suns and the Orlando Magic tonight as the Phoenix Suns road trip continues. One and one so far. Stop in Orlando tonight. They play Miami on Monday. Then they'll come home after that. And we promised an injury and update, and an injury update is what you'll get. Landry Shamit is now out for tonight's Suns game with concussion-like symptoms. He will not play. Still waiting to hear on Chris Paul, who is questionable for tonight's game. Yes, I haven't gotten any update. I believe from uh, the update I got yesterday that Chris was going to play in one of these two games, either today or in the Miami game. But he was on the trip. It's a two-game trip, so I'll try to see if I can get any any uh, update with Chris. But uh, look, I'm looking forward. Look, I know Orlando doesn't have a great record, but there's a fun team to watch with Jalen Suggs. And I know the Bonchero kid may not play, but uh, they, they're a talented, talented young team. Like, I think that they've got the makings of having a, a, a good team. If they, They're just so young. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's their average age? Like 21 years 21 old? 21 years old. That's their average age. Yeah, they're a bunch of kids. They're a bunch of kids, but they are. And it's all, of course, led by Paolo Bonchero, the rookie out of Duke who's averaging 23 and a half points. I don't know if he's going to play tonight. He's just one of those guys where you just watch him and it's like, you know, touched by the hand of God kind of stuff, right? Like he's just tall and long and fluid and can shoot. He doesn't, he, he's, he's one of these guys that shouldn't be able to do everything that he does, right? right. It, it just all comes so gracefully and naturally and easy to him. It's unfair. I, I kind of, well, look, I can watch Orlando Magic games whenever I want, so can you, but I kind of want to watch him play tonight. You Me know, too. I want to Me too, I yeah. see how the Suns match up to him, and I, and I want to see you right. This it's is either a, that or the Rocket Man movie to get me ready for the concert tomorrow. It's like one of the well, two. I gotta well, make the it Suns game here. starts at 5, so it'll be done by 7.15. I can tape it and then Plenty watch it. Plenty of yeah. time to watch Rocket Good. Man, and you'll be okay. Yeah, no, I I th- I th- listen, I know the record is not great, but I'm telling you, this team, man, his team is just talented. The Franz Wagner's playing out of his mind right now, and they're big. Like, they're big. They got size. The Aiton Carter matchup should be good, so they, they bring a lot of size to the table. I love Suggs in college, and he's a good player right now, and uh, I really hope the Bonchero kid plays because he's just so talented. They had a nice win over the Mavericks when he really shut 
down Luca the other day. So, you know, they're starting to play a little bit better since they went to the bigger lineup. And, you know, you can't, like, if you're the Suns, like, you, they're young and they don't know any better. So you can't just assume you're going to go in there and clobber them. No, you can't assume that. And you do, you take what they did against the Mavs. You kind of put it in the old file cabinet, right? You, on the hard drive and you remember it and you think about it. They did a really nice job of shutting down Luca in that game. He really underperformed compared to what they're used to. It's a good test for them. And, and you know, with no Landry, and we can talk about this now for a minute, no Landry, no Chris, now your backup point guard situation is getting real, real thin. Because Landry was basically your backup yeah, one yeah. to Cameron Payne. I would assume we're looking at Dwayne Washington Jr. Sure. As your backup point guard, I would think. And then, you know, book, that's the case. obviously book, book could play point guard in a pinch. You could have him, you know, take care of that. And Payne played 35 minutes the other night. I believe you're correct. So, you know, you, what are you looking for? So now you're looking for, okay, where can I get 13 extra minutes out of somebody? Body. If I can get pain in that 35 minute area, where do I get those extra minutes? You know, you could take pain out, give him a rest. You just got to hope that you don't get in foul trouble with any one of those guys. But there are other guys that could carry the ball, you know, handle the ball and bring it up. But yeah, I mean, I was really impressed with Landry the other day. I thought he did a fantastic job. So, um, you know, he really won me over with that game. Um, so not having him is going to be, that's going to be hard. But yeah, you're, there's no question that that's, you know, th- their depth is being ch- challenged right now. And they, they seem to, overcome it every time, but their depth is definitely being challenged. But you know what? This is an okay time of year for your depth to be challenged. Oh, 100%. You know, this is, it's it's early November. Yeah, we're still two weeks away from Thanksgiving. It's fine. Chris Paul, not ready to go tonight. That's fine. Landry Shamit, concussion proto fine. You know what I mean? It's just like one of those, if this is one of those games where you have to start Cameron Payne and Dwayne Washington Jr. as your backup point guard, fine. That's what you've got those guys for, right? You're, You're carrying those players for moments like this to see how they can perform. We saw it last year with Bismack Biombo when he had to come in and play as the backup center to JaVale McGee, and he did a really good job. That depth, you don't want to lean on it for long stretches of time, but a game here, a game there, it's it's not that big of a deal. It's really, and for Chris especially, and I hate to play the age card with him, but given his age, take your time. There's no rush in you coming back from that heel injury at all. I hope he doesn't feel like he has to. I heard yesterday felt good. I was told he felt good. He felt really good. He wanted to play. He was going to see how he felt today. And uh, But they felt really certain that he would either play in this game or the, or the Miami game. Uh, but maybe there's more, you know, is there more pressure on, on him to come back and play with no Landry tonight? I mean, it might be yeah, but, I mean, with but, no but, Landry. I know you're saying it does. It shouldn't, shouldn't matter. Be, shouldn't yeah, be. I wonder if Chris feels that way. You know, we were talking in the last segment about Buddha. All right, fair or not, there should be a little bit of pressure on Buddha, applied by Buddha, to play this week because literally the Cardinal season, you could argue, is coming down to this. Yeah, one there's game. a nail in the coffin, lose to the Rams, and that hammer hits the nail. Absolutely, and right. then that's it. Yeah, now, now again, you and I believe that the season that that, that the mountain is too tall, tall to climb, as I mentioned earlier. But it, you've got to win this week if you're the Rams. You don't have to win tonight if you're the Suns. You don't. And, and will Chris Paul feel? Chris Paul loves to hoop. He loves to play. Will he feel the pressure to play now that Landry Shamit's in concussion protocol? Probably. But this Romani has to be the grown up in the room, see the forest for the trees, and say, you know what? It's just, it's Friday night against the Orlando Magic. They're not even in our conference, for goodness sakes. We're fine. We're fine. Sit this one out. You're okay. They're three yeah. and nine. Because that's the thing. For as exciting 
as the Magic are, it has not translated to wins and losses yet. Probably because they're so young. They're a bunch of kids, but they are fun to watch. They are fun, they to, are watch. fun to watch. Yeah, and, and I think they're going to be completely different than Minnesota, which you look at and you'll be like, oh my God, that, that team, they don't know how to play basketball together. These young guys are starting to play together a little bit. They are. I'll give, I'll give you a run. For, look, they beat Dallas. They shut down Luka in that game. Like, they've had a couple of wins. I mean, only got three wins, but um, they played better since they went to Bowl Bowl in the starting lineup and went big. They played better as, since they've gotten bigger. Texas, your thoughts. The FanDuel text line, it is open for you at 620-620, as it always is during the Burns and Gambo show. When we come back, the Arizona Cardinals, not the only team dealing with the injuries and the injured quarterbacks. What are the Rams going to do? We'll talk about that next here on Arizona Sports. The Burns and Gambo Need to Know Twitter Poll, presented by Sanderson Ford. Anyway, real quick, before we get into the Twitter poll of the day, Gambo, I want to make sure uh, we properly acknowledge our team members today here on Burns and Gambo. And here's the reason why. It was just brought to my attention that Mitch Vereldis on Saturday is filling in for Jeff Munn on the pre-halftime oh, and post-game shows. Good for you. For ASU versus Washington. Washington State. Go. And the following game against Oregon State and, and the following game against oh, Arizona. So for the rest of the season, your yes. pre-post. Money has other uh, predicaments that he's attending to, and they don't want to take Healy off, so I'm filling in for money. They grow up so fast. I <laughs> I'm leaving the nest, guys. I know. I know. And then, of course, our own Eric Ruby is the co-host of the Cards Corner podcast, which downloads well, right after the game, right, right on Sundays. Game, and uh, Yeah. You Tyler got... Drake gets his work done. He reports on the Cardinals as soon as he's done. We record. Get it out that night. There you go. So, in, Mitch, in honor of you uh, making an appearance hosting the ASU pre-, post-, and halftime shows, uh, I'm looking up at my TV monitor right now. Herm Edwards is hosting NFL Live, so congratulations. There's that. Got, got, a, got a Herm Edwards sighting we up there on my trailer. Really? I think it's the, it's the first time I've seen him. I don't know if this is the first one he's done. This is the first one I've seen him. I talked to her. I texted with Herm last week. We, we went back and forth a little bit. So Yeah. So listen to Mitch on Saturday. Listen to Eric after the game via podcast on Sunday. Listen to Eric now as he's got a couple of poll questions he wants to throw Speaking your way. Speaking of Sunday, Cardinals, Rams, there's a lot of injuries going on. We've got, of course, our Friday, Friday Classic. But this question I wanted to ask you guys. Obviously, Buda Baker is going to do everything in his power to play on Sunday. But do you want him to risk it for a 3-6 and six team? You got two options. Yes, you need him to win. Or no, play it safe. Boy, this is a good question because it's a referendum on whether you think the Cardinals still have a chance. If you don't think the Cardinals have a chance, you probably don't want Buda to I play. I would take this decision out of Buda and out of Cliff and leave it to the medical staff. So if the doctors say, you tell me, can he play or not? Yes, he's good to go. Can he like? Can he re? Can he hurt it more? Yes, he could. Then he's not playing. Because this is one of those things. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the. Do I want him to play? Sure, I want him to play. Um, get to your point. But, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. But I mean, the, but I, I have to trust this. Why I have medical staff? Like, tell me, can he? Can he re? Can he hurt it worse? Yeah. Okay. He's, no, he can't hurt it any worse than it's already hurt. Okay, then play. I like your answer. I want him to play. 
But if my medical staff says this is what you're risking by having him play and it's going to be this versus that, then I wouldn't do it. But if the risk of him re-injuring it in a in a like real tragic way is there, then I don't play him. It's a high ankle sprain, not even a week, basically a week out at this point. Yeah, I mean, Gambo's got a good point. It depends on the risk of him playing and what he can do to damage. But if that risk is minimal in terms of real long-term damage, then yeah, I would play him. I would play him. What's our audience say? This one, 61.5%. Going on the cautious side. They don't want Buda to go out there and risk any re-injury for a team that might not even make the playoffs. But speaking of, it's a must-win, as it always is for the Cardinals. So, who wins and by how much between Rams and Cards on Sunday? Typical Friday question. Who wins and by how much? Um, Rams offense is a disaster. I'll go Rams by a little. Rams by a little because I think the clear advantage that they own in this game is their defense against the Cardinals offense. I don't think any other position battle has a clear advantage except for that one. So I think Rams by a little. This one's surprising me. Leading the way quite significantly, it's Rams by a lot, which is two plus touchdowns. 45.5% in second place Rams by a little. 33% in third place Cards by a little. 18% in last place Cards by a lot. 3%. Doesn't our audience know that John Wolford might be the starting quarterback uh, for the LA Rams? They do Rams? know. They remember they what sh- happened last time. <laughs> they, yeah, he beat him. The one and only time he ever started and won a right. game. Right? I know it came against the Arizona Cardinals. We're all having like post-traumatic stress about it. But goodness gracious, John Wolford. Or has Matthew Stafford been that bad? Thank you for the questions, Eric. We appreciate it. Of course, as always, you can you can vote on both of those on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page. At Burns and Gambo. One word on Twitter. Just as Kyler is a game-time decision. Matthew Stafford is a game-time decision. I don't have the sound in front of me, but Sean McVay saying basically today he's progressing. We'll have to see. We'll just see where he is with the concussion protocol and ready he's, whether he's ready to play or not. If he's not, we're very comfortable with John Wolford out there. Yeah, and listen, I mean, it's, they're probably the same way we were talking about, like, you know, it wouldn't be such a bad thing to see Colt McCoy if Kyler can't go. They might be thinking the same thing with the struggles that Matthew Stafford has had this year, the amount of sacks that he's taken and uh, uh, the lack of touchdowns. You know what? Let's let's see if Wolford can get this thing going. Let's see if he can, you know, play a little bit better. And um, so that's one of the things that you look at. Look, they're confident in him. He's been there for a while. He knows the offense. They thought that they would know today whether he would be cleared to play. But I, I think I read something by Jordan Rodriguez saying that it's, you know, it's unlikely that he's going to play. I mean, the fact that he hasn't practiced and we're Friday, that is probably leaning towards Walford being the starting quarterback in this game. Yeah, Sean McVay said that Stafford was making, quote, good progress, close quote, through the protocols, was scheduled to practice on a limited basis today. He has to completely clear the league protocol to even have a chance of playing. And even if he clears, there's a chance he would sit. And, and I do think, you know, there's a, there's a bigger picture issue here. We're not talking about a knee. We're not talking about an ankle. We're not talking about a quad. We're talking about a concussion. And the NFL is very, very concerned about the concussions, especially after what happened with two in Miami. Very. You can bet there's a lot of pressure on the Rams to not play him in this game. uh, Everything you just said. And that had the Tua situation not happened, maybe there'd be a little bit of a different kind of viewpoint on this one. But because I think the Tua thing happened, everybody is really, you know, and 
radars on up and very careful about something like this. So if it's Kyler Murray versus John Wolford, now this is I'll play a soundbite. This is Cooper Cup, who yesterday said, "Hey, if it's Wolford, we're we're fine with him." Before he's done, he's been in this offense for a while now. He's very familiar with it, with this stuff, and very comfortable, you know, in the huddle, calling plays, and um, you know the uh, progressions that the uh, you know what we're looking for. The not only the intent behind the plays we're calling, and um, so it's really it's a, it's a much shorter learning curve, I think, than people you know might think because he's he's done this, and so uh, you know you know he's preparing the right way. Um, if his name's called, and um, you know we'd be able to go out there and get the reps that we we need to have together, and um, be ready to go on Sunday. Undrafted kid out of Wake Forest in 2018. He's been there for four years. Like he knows the offense. He's fine. The interesting thing to me that I found out when you were, you know, when you do a deep dive into the game and you start to get ready for it is that, you know, they kind of feel like, you know, if, if he plays and Stafford doesn't, that they're going to be a lot more unpredictable. It's going to be a lot more difficult for the Cardinals to kind of look at film and figure out how to play against this offense because now McVay's got some options here, right? I can put my quarterback in motion. I can't do that with Matthew Stafford. He's a statue. So the the unpredictability might be a benefit for the Rams. He's been there for four years, knows the offense. You could call everything in the book and he knows it, but you also might be, and I'm sure you have certain plays for him too, that the Cardinals are just probably not very aware about. So I'm sure the Cardinals have gone back to that playoff game or that regular season game when they played against Walford and looked at it and tried to see what he could do because he ran a little bit against them. So he's got the ability to run. You could roll him out. You could do some different things. So the unpredictability could be a benefit to the Rams Potentially, there. I think there's another benefit that is kind of lurking beneath the surface that's that's kind of in a similar vein, and that is what has been Matthew Stafford's just over-reliance on Cooper Cup in this offense. I mean, almost like an addiction to Cooper Cup if you're Matthew Stafford. you I, I saw the stat and I sent it to you. You take Matthew Stafford's numbers and you minus the Cooper Cup numbers, okay. right? I, I, it's awful. It's awful how infrequently he throws at other guys. It's awful how awful he is when he throws at other guys. You take Cooper Cup targets, yards, touchdowns, and interceptions out of the equation. Like interceptions when Matthew Stafford's trying to get the ball to Cup. He has thrown in nine games, eight games. Matthew Stafford has thrown for 1,100 yards, two touchdowns, and eight interceptions when throwing to yeah, anybody but that's... Cooper Cup. So he doesn't even trust himself no. when he's not throwing to Cooper Cup they out there. They have been going to Allen Robinson a little bit more lately. Last three games, his numbers have gone up a little bit. Yeah, yes. he's got 13 catches for 141 yards in the last three games. So what is that? It's about four catches a game you know, for about 45 yards a game. I mean, it's not great. Great, but you know they brought them in there, and they were hoping that he would do a lot better than this. But he's a veteran wide receiver; he's been a good player in this league, and they just haven't used him. So, and I don't know if it's a trust factor or just not knowing him. But it will be interesting, you know, that they, you know, if they do go a little play action this year. And I was looking at this through the first eight games of the season. Stafford's on pace to finish with only 104 pass attempts out of play action. So. And so if they do go to Walford, maybe you'll see some play action. Maybe. You'll see some quarterback. You know, maybe you'll see the boot. <laughs> Sorry. We talked about the boot. The boot. We talked about the boot. I wonder if Vance is talking about the boot we, if Walford plays. We talked about the boot. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem for the Cardinals with hard knocks. I think that's what they call now, a rookie police officer. 
What is it with you and the police lingo lately? Say, I think it's I think it's called a boot. Okay, I know, but what is it with you and the police lingo lately? I don't know. We watch some. We watch TV shows. Me and my wife are called TV what, shows. What was the thing you did the other day? Bolo. I didn't know what a bolo meant. What is a b o l o? Put out a bolo. Every time I watch a police show, put out a bolo. Put out a bolo. I didn't know what a bolo meant. And now you're going boot. Now the boot. There's the boot. We talked about the boot. About the I think boot. that's a rookie. Talked about the boot. Mm. Yeah, that was the show. The rookie. They call one of the you know when the, they called them all the boot. You're the he was the boot. Oh, it's what you come to us here yeah. on the Birds and Gambo show. Scintillating sports talk and yeah, police learn. lingo you all learn. in one spot. You learn. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, it's a good weekend of football around the NFL. We said that last week and we were lying. This time around, we really mean it. It's a really good week of NFL football. We'll highlight the big games next here on Burns and Gambo. Oh my god. <laughs> and Gambo, presented by 72 Souls, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Oh, I like this one a lot. I like this one a whole lot. Crank this up a little bit, Mitch. Yeah, for two shows. Yeah, tonight and tomorrow. You and I are both going tomorrow night. I'm still Not together, though. I hope not together. you and Chelsea. Yeah. Taking the wife. <laughs> yeah. you know, she, like, she knows Elton John from the songs that he collaborates with, like, current people. Oh, well, he's done a very good job collaborating yes. with Kurt. That's how she knows him. Did he do a Dua Lipa like a That's year ago? That's how she knows right? him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at me. Look at, look at me yeah. playing the Dua Lipa card. Bang. Yeah. There Bang. you go. Dua Lipa. Is <laughs> that your Mike Breen impersonation? Bang! <laughs> Trey Alipa, Quattro Alipa, Cinque Alipa. He's not collaborating with all of them. Yeah, now you're just now you're just showing off your knowledge of the Italian language. <laughs> That's all you're doing there. Uh, you know who else is still standing? Tom Brady's still standing through all of the <laughs> all the mess the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been. Uh, that oh, is, oh man, the Buccaneers playing the Seahawks from Germany. First thing in the morning on Sunday, it's one of those early, you know, NFL Europe kind of games. You know, we yep. normally say London games, but it's not in London. It's in Germany. They are. I've been watching Good Morning Football most of the week. They are crazy for the NFL in Germany. Like, I mean, like the ticket prices are insane. I've been reading about Germany for the last couple of years and how badly they they want NFL football, how much they like NFL well, didn't football. They, didn't they have a World League team? I think so. Right? Like the the you the, the what are the, the NFL Europe? The, NFL that league? Europe. Yeah, I, I think, think they, they had yeah, they one there. Had a couple, to be honest with well, you. Well, well known for the Bundesliga, <laughs> as we remember during the yeah, pandemic. It got us all through the pandemic. The Bundesliga got us through. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you here. I mean, you want the Seattle Seahawks to win this football game today. You yeah. cannot. You it, Oh, yeah. And I'm just going to listen. I don't think the Cardinals can make the playoffs, but I'm going to give those of you who are. You, you can't catch Seattle. You can't catch them. So let them win. And let Tampa Bay get another loss. Tampa Bay falls to four and six. And if you're the Cardinals and you win, guess what? You're four and six. 
So, like, if you're a Cardinal fan, as much as you may hate Seattle, you want Seattle to win this football game. They've got basically a four-game lead on you. Three games in the standings and the tiebreaker. Yeah, you're not you're catching not, them. You're not catching them. No let, chance. Let them, which is why, not that odds makers know everything, but remember last week we were stunned that Seattle was underdogs against the Cardinals? They're underdogs against Tampa Bay Bucks too. Apparently Vegas is just not <laughs> buying the Seattle Seahawks yet. They're or just somebody's not pay, or somebody it. in Seattle's paying off Vegas to make them the underdogs because it motivates them. Tampa Bay's a two and a half point favorite in this game, which continues. I don't to get it. The Bucks are a terrible Seattle's offensive team. The love, yeah. They're averaging eighteen points a game. It's the fewest by a Brady led offense through uh, through uh, nine games in his career ever. The fewest points per game for a Brady team through ten games is two thousand three. So they have to score thirty five points to beat that mark. This is the worst offense that Brady has ever run as a quarterback. It's been awful. It's been terrible. And, and if it weren't for that last second touchdown against the Rams last week, the one that Jalen Ramsey was also bothered by the fact that they had to go back out on the field because the Rams offense was terrible. Yeah, uh, the, the Bucks they'd be on a four-game losing streak right now. As it is, it's a three-game losing streak. Brady said he had no regrets. I was looking at a story, you know, you know, talking about how much he was enjoying Munich. And he said that he has no regrets that he came out. He's, he's on a four and five team, uh, but they do sit in first place in the NFC South. Oh, the NFC South is just so bad. He said, zero. No, definitely not. I returned because I felt like I wanted to compete, and I spoke to the team about it. They were excited to have me back. We still don't know if he's going to be on the Masked Singer or not, right? <laughs> because I don't really regret those type of things. I, I think thought I, about that in a while. Yeah, I think because I, I see, I'm starting to see commercials for it, like on some of the TV shows I watch. So it's like, I, I think they're going to be, I think that's it's been airing. Show. I think, it's already, oh, has been, it I think it's already been on, I think. I don't know. I don't watch that stuff. Yeah. Um, Sunday Night Football, staying in the division, the Chargers are hosting. The Chargers are at San Francisco. San Francisco's four and four. Uh, L.A. is five and three. This one's easy. You root for the L.A. Chargers in this one to see if you can catch the 49ers. In that kind of rundown of what you want to root for this weekend, you're rooting for the Chargers against San Francisco. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing now with C.J. McCaffrey just how just how dominant this 49ers offense could be. Getting a player like that, and they're expected to get uh, you know, Elijah Mitchell back, the running back as well. Um, so it's it, this offense has the potential to be really good with McCaffrey there, um, dominant player. So, and I think that they've got a great defense. They've just dealt with a lot of injuries as well. The 49ers have, but this is a good matchup between two teams that are probably both, you know, both definitely playoff teams, I think. Mike McCarthy makes his return to Lambeau. The 6-2 and two Cowboys visit the 3-6 and six reeling Green Bay Packers. That's amazing how bad the Packers are. No, it really is. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, it's just, you know, and, and the, the, the Packers are good, right? And we were talking about, what was it, C.D. Lamb that was pushing for them Cowboys to get Odell? Are good. The, Cowboys the Cowboys are good. Are good. Yeah. The Cowboys were pushing for, for to get Odell Beckham Jr. Wasn't it C.D. Lamb we talked about that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So Rodgers has seven interceptions this year, most in a season since 2000. 2016. That's his most. He's not playing well. This is normally deal with Devontae Adams gone, and the offense just isn't really clicking. And you know, I started to question the coach over there, and so it's a bad situation in Green Bay. I think this a Cowboy win in Lambeau. Three and seven, that puts a fork in the Packers. Unless, you know, I, I would think that that does. They're so far behind Minnesota, I don't think that they can catch well, them. Well, they're not catching Minnesota, I think. It'd just be a question for the wild card, and I just don't know if they'd get there. And then the interconference game, the one to keep an eye on, the seven and one Vikings against the six and two Bills. No word yet, at least I haven't seen anything on whether Josh Allen will or won't play. I don't think he's going to. It doesn't sound like he's going to. Yeah. Which would mean Case Keenum, the backup quarterback for Buffalo, would go against his old team. I think I've had four people 
asked me today, is Josh Allen playing? I'm like, you play fantasy football, right? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he's playing or not. When we come back we on the Burns and Jets last week. When we come back on Burns and Gambo, our exclusive conversation with the general manager of the Cardinals. We have a lot to ask Steve Keim, and we will do that next on the Burns and Gambo Show.